1: We help you launch, grow, and maximize. The interruptions are gone. I think if you're not used to working from home, I did it for almost a year, and I found when we finally opened, it was just like I was re-energized.
0: Can I get it? Oh, yeah. What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to the Enterprise Now podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. This episode, I get a chance to talk with Emily Gilders, Emily is the director of sales at Serendipity Labs. Now, this is special for me because I run my studio, Podcast Town, out of the Wauwatosa location of Serendipity Labs here in the beautiful state of Wisconsin. Also because I get a chance to work with Emily. She's a wonderful, wonderful person. So we talk about a couple of things in this episode, but mainly we talk about, number one, how to enjoy what you're doing, to be passionate and to do what you love. We also talk about how to be a good human being. It seems like a simple thing, but apparently it's harder than it seems. So check out my conversation with Emily Gilders. All right, Emily, can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. Nice. You are actually the very first person to give their oh yeah on video. So oh my gosh, kudos to you. Thank you. <laughs> so first of all, thank you so much for being here today. We are in the lovely Serendipity Labs, where we house Podcast Town. So thank you so
1: much for your time. You're welcome. I know thank there's you.
0: about at least a hundred things that you have to do today. <laughs> so. <laughs> Thank you for carving out some time for us.
1: Yeah, this is awesome. I'm so glad to be had. So thank you for having us.
0: The second thing I always like to do right off the bat is to ask you to tell us about yourself. Now, Emily, when I say that, feel free to go all the way back to when Emily first started, or you can start more current day.
1: Oh, man. Tell us about yourself. The infamous question. So I... I'm a Wauwatosa native, Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. So, where the lab is located. I'm born and raised in Wisconsin, suburb of Tosa, and grew up. I have an older brother. My parents still live in Wauwatosa, over by the zoo. So, I'm a local girl here. I went to Wauwatosa West. I was a, you know just your theater geek and band girl, and. Still to this day, love theatrics. So of course, it kind of follows me. Then after high school, I went to University of Minnesota, Twin Cities. I was a really bad gopher because of course, I have a love for the Badgers, but I loved the Twin Cities. It was wonderful. I ended up getting my degree in public relations and journalism and minored in German and did all the fun things that college kids do, was in a sorority and VP of like events. And I think that's kind of where stuff started with me really enjoying hospitality and taking care of people and just kind of being a mama bear of the sorority that I was in. And then after college, I graduated in 06, which with a PR degree was kind of a weird time. Things were still kind of slow in the event world before the 08 crash. so. I came home. I had worked in the summers for the Wisconsin State Fair, and I was a special events intern. And I came home and I worked another internship at the state fair and ended up staying in good old Wisconsin. So it has that boomerang effect. Came back here and lived it up at the state fair for a little while, worked in special events for an event rental company, and then After a stint in retail management, I landed a career for about nine years in staffing for a large global staffing firm. And I did that and just kind of rolled the wave of working downtown and the sky rise with the power suit on, managing a team and a territory. And now I found myself at this beautiful, wonderful lab here for an amazing company called Serendipity Labs.
0: Wow, that was very thorough and <laughs> very succinct. So I have a question for you. Yes, we met through Serendipity Labs. Obviously, I yeah. was one of the ones who heard about you guys, and yeah. I looked you guys up. I emailed, and we connected. And then every week, I believe I'm emailing Emily, like Emily, when can I start? Emily, when, when can I start? I start? And when finally, start. <laughs> you email me back and like Elsie, just come in and start working.
1: <laughs> yes, it's. I started a year ago, so in June of 2019, and at my first day I literally was in New York City training at the Serendipity Labs on Wall Street. And it was so exciting. It was like the hurry up train and then wait. Just like you, I was so excited to start with curating this community and construction delays. I mean, you and I both were very, very frustrated with them, but I was so glad you were patient because you're like the resident mayor here. Not only the podcast town mayor, but... The mayor of the lab. So, yeah, we were excited to have you.
0: Got it. So let me ask you this: one of my favorite questions to ask my guests is, "What your favorite thing to do is?" And the reason I love to ask this question is because you never can guess people what they (laughs) like. It's just always an interesting (laughs) thing to know about people. So, what's your favorite thing to do?
1: Oh my gosh, that's such a hard question. Like it really is. I mean, I'm a mom to a four year old, so I love making him laugh and playing with him and engaging and just seeing him grow up and develop into this really awesome, charismatic little boy. And just taking care of my family. I know it's pretty general, but I love helping people and making them feel welcome and invited. And I think that starts with being a caregiver and a mom and a wife, but it also comes down to the lab and being Even though I'm the director of sales, you know, Jen Buchholz always says, Oh, you're the director of fun. Like I literally just like to entertain and take care of people. And that goes even to like the littlest things from helping people with hair and makeup and making them feel great. And yeah, I just like to dabble in all things that make people feel great. I think the reward is literally their expression after I've helped them or they've had a great time or they feel beautiful. So those are all my little things. Like, what do I like to do? I like to make people feel good. It sounds so silly, but it's true.
0: I think that's important, right? Because you are doing what you love to do. It's crazy. And a lot of people don't get to that place in their life. So kudos to you. You mentioned before making your son laugh. So I have a 13-year-old and a five-year-old and making them laugh is a lot easier when they're four than it is when they're <laughs> 13, because now it's like, oh, my God, dad. dad. <laughs> it's,
1: so I, it's so true. I, like They still have the giggle and the belly laugh, and it's like the most contagious thing, especially in the world that we're in right now. It's just right now, that's my favorite thing is just spending time with my family and getting the silver linings or the laughs and the smiles. So mm-hmm. good to take that with me. Hopefully, he'll still think I'm funny when he's 18. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, probably, but just in a different way. I know, right? Oh my
1: gosh, mom. (laughs) Yeah, so
0: let's talk about the lab a little bit. One of the things that I was extremely excited about was Podcast Town and having it here for a number of reasons, right? You're awesome, you and David. And the location, it's in a wonderful location, centrally located, XYZ, all that stuff. So from your perspective, (laughs) why a podcast studio?
1: Just like podcasting, people are trying to engage an audience, right? And I think as a... Organization, Serendipity Labs, Like our biggest thing is upscale hospitality, concierge service. And when we had been asked a couple times if we would ever build one, I think if you're asked so many times, it's kind of like a product. You should put it on the shelf, right? So with some convincing and awesome partners like yourself, this makes sense. Let's have it on the shelf. Let's provide this extra service. So not only are we attracting more people and professionals that want a one-stop professional stop. It sounds crazy, but yeah, one-stop shop to be a professional. They can live, work, play, and podcast. And by building the studio, it was a way we can engage new members, new audience. But at the same time, they don't have to walk far. They don't have to have a meeting across town and meet with this person. They can have a co-working membership or they could have a private office. They could do an event around it. It seemed to make sense to build one and to have one here, especially as we've all found that we need to be creative and engaging audiences. Same thing. We need to be creative on differentiators and what we can be for our members here at the lab.
0: Got it. So what are some of the reasons people should consider flex space?
1: Oh my goodness. And not only is it because we're cool. No, I'm joking.
0: (laughs) I will vouch for that. I absolutely love Like before the whole pandemic thing, you guys would make these fruit-infused water.
1: Oh, I know. I miss the water. It seems like a
0: small thing. But like I'm like, what is it going to be today? Is it blueberries? I is it strawberries?
1: Yes. Is this, what flavor is the water going to be today? And, and surprisingly, I drank like more water because of it. Yeah. Exactly. Our fruit infused water is actually a signature in all of our labs, so we really miss it right now during COVID. But we have to be safe, so yeah. I guess we can make it behind the desk and serve it to you, which we well, probably we'll have to would not be. Figure that eat. out because I really do miss the fruit. Okay, well we'll tell David the <laughs> lab manager. <laughs> Flex space is never going to go away, which is interesting. I mean, co working has been around for a really long time. The nice thing with, I guess, a pandemic that we're in is that there will be a larger remote workforce. The world was just kind of shifted into this crazy experiment of how do people work remote? And companies are going to start deciding this works, this is cost effective. People are getting their work done. Maybe it's the people that, don't do well at home, that is attractive for a flex space user. The nice thing is is that we attract everything from a solopreneur up to a Fortune 500 company, and we can have hub and spokes around different areas of the city, and then as well as national access. If you're a member of the lab, you can have lab-to-lab access. You can drive up to Madison for a meeting, but you don't have to have a headquarters in downtown Milwaukee. You can literally still work out of your home and have a community that is consistent and know what you're walking into every day. Not only does FlexSpace help people with productivity, but it also is what a lot of people crave is community and they crave seeing people. I know we all were home for 100 days and I was like, I need to see my people. Let's do some virtual coffee connections. Let's have some pitch and pass events. Let's see each other. So considering it on the rise, I think after we see the world go more remote, I don't think this is ever going away either. And to consider a flex space is really just an option to have turnkey service and not have to worry about long commitments, the flexibility for shorter term agreements on having a space, even if it's a private office or if it's a co-working membership because you need to escape your children right now. Does that answer your question? I'm sorry. Yes, absolutely.
0: And I can vouch for that because having come from corporate not too long ago, it's definitely something that saves money and commute time. Some people perform better with those boundaries. I know my productivity went down by a factor of about seven or eight because the whole family's home. So it's making breakfast, it's all the interruptions interruptions. and all the stuff. And I was so excited to move back into the lab because- (laughs) Productivity went back up. I know. But it was a strange, necessary time. I think I enjoyed that time with the family and just spending that much time with them. But at around June, I was like, okay,
1: that's enough. I love you guys, but I, I need to
0: get back to work now. Yes.
1: I think it forced everybody to slow down and enjoy it. But it's true. I find myself just this extra pep in my step when I'm at the lab. I'm motivated. Not only does it make me have to, you know, shower, get ready, get here and drink coffee and like shower is it, important, But the interruptions are gone. I think if you're not used to working from home, I did it for almost a year and I found when we finally opened, it was just like I was re-energized. You have this confidence of being in the lab too, not only for you and your business. You probably are like, I feel leveled up here. People are coming to meet me. This is a beautiful space. And then you just walk around feeling a little bit more confident in yourself and your business. Same thing for me, even being an internal employee, it's like, oh, I need to get to the lab. I have like these kids are driving me crazy. I feel like I'm running a daycare and a day camp all the time. Popsicles, lemonade are flying off the shelves. I can't keep up. So I'm like, going to the lab today. See you later.
0: So kind of building off of that, you talked a little bit about your passion, what you enjoy doing is taking care of people and serving. So speaking of motivation as a pulling force, what motivates you?
1: Well, I guess it's a twofold, right? My family's happiness motivates me. And through that comes being a really strong professional businesswoman. I've always prided myself on being ethical and consistent and professional and providing the same service I would provide to a janitor all the way up to a CEO, a CFO. And I think that that consistency in my life comes back to making my family proud and just being a good human. So in terms of motivation, it's just knowing in my heart that I've been a great human to other people. And that comes with me in any career as being a mom and a wife and a daughter, a sister. I think that's my motivation. It's just making people proud of me. I'm like my own competitor. And I'm always like, how can I do better? How can I be a better person? And I think that, that I carry that with me wherever I go. So I think motivating myself is, and what motivates me is being kind. We all need it right
0: now. Yeah, it's a funny thing that you say that because being a good human, on the surface, it seems simple, but some people haven't quite figured that
1: out. It's so true. It's so true. Everybody be a good human. Yeah,
0: it's not that difficult. Yes,
1: for tips and tricks, talk to Elsie and I.
0: (laughs) What was the last moment of inspiration that you had?
1: I would actually say, just off the cuff, it probably is this pandemic. I hate the word pivot and shift and all that stuff, but it urged us all to be really creative. And joining Serendipity Labs about a year ago and having a grand opening in February, the luck of our opening hit us within a month. We had to basically partially close and... I was distraught. I was building all this momentum for almost half a year. And finally, it's like the curtains were open and here we go. And I finally get to see all those things that motivate me and see the people walking through the lab and being the director of fun. I had to be inspired by something I couldn't control, right? And so I think trying to think about how to curate a community where you can't be together was how I had to be. I was inspired by it. And we can do so many Zoom meetings and virtual events. And then it was trying to engage with people and keep them motivated that we're still a service. And I'm still the same person, even though I may have my PJ pants on and some really fast makeup to see you on Zoom. I would think that I was most inspired actually to shift our mindset into how to engage people virtually, hybrid, in person. So I would say this pandemic was like my last slice of motivation of inspo. Inspo,
0: I like that. I'm going to have to
1: use that. Yeah, inspo. It's inspo lab, right? But constantly as things change and shift and we're slowly reopening, I'm inspired by how I can keep people engaged in the community and also make them feel safe and welcome at their own pace.
0: Tell us about a transformational moment in your life, the moment where you went from being in a cocoon to blossoming into a beautiful butterfly.
1: Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad I'm a beautiful butterfly and <laughs> not a moth. <laughs> oh, man, transformational. It may be cliche, but I think college. I think for so long, when you're in high school and you're in the cadence of going to school every day in your hometown, it's comfortable, right? And I have an older brother who I adore. He is like my best friend and he was a Madison guy. He was the drum major of the Badger band. And I was just like excited to go to school and like create my story. And to go a little further away up to Minneapolis was nice because I could kind of break the shackles of Tosa and get away from home. And I finally... Got to be my own person a little bit and spread my wings. And that's where I kind of found this path of taking care of people and hospitality and having fun, obviously. But I think college broke me out of my comfort zone and I really truly learned how to be confident in myself. And I had to. I was further away from home. I had to take care of myself and I had to learn my footing. And that I think is where I grew up. I grew up in college. And then slowly as I had different careers, learn more from yourself. But I would say that college was definitely the change factor in my life.
0: So if you could teach us something in two minutes, what would that be?
1: Well, to be goofy, my favorite word in German is and it's 26 letters. <laughs> and it means speed limit. But that's something really, really fast and funny. In two minutes, oh my goodness.
0: I know I'm putting you on the spot, but so so in two (laughs) minutes, teach us how to be a better human.
1: I think it's just smiling at everybody, smiling and waving at everyone. You don't know who that could affect. You don't know what kind of day someone's having. And I think that truly goes a long way. And also treating everybody as if they were the CEO of their own life. If they're having a bad day and need a smile, they could feel like a million bucks after it. Just being a good human, I think, also is asking people how they're doing like and their needs and their wants. I know we all have had a boss or have been a boss. And sometimes the boss is always asking how everybody else is doing. But be a good human and ask other people how they're doing, too. Like, How are you doing, (laughs) Elsie?
0: And I think, too, and actually meaning it, some people will say, well, how are you doing? But they don't really want to know how you're really doing. It's more of a formality. So it's important to actually mean it.
1: What's the best thing of your day today? (laughs) Yeah. What did you have for lunch? Got plans? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Awesome. So like it does every single time, time has flown by. Our time together has come to an end. But I don't want to let you go without you telling people how they can reach out. How can they connect with you?
1: Yes. Various ways. Definitely connect with me via the lab. So emily.gilders at serendipitylabs.com. Feel free to check us out on the website, serendipitylabs.com. And I'm on LinkedIn. I would love to have your connections and support. We're always doing some fun things here and we would love to see everybody come by when they're safe and feel ready to.
0: Got it. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Emily. Yeah. Thank
1: you, Elsie. First one done enterprisers
0: if you got value from that awesome conversation let the world know by subscribing to the email list and leaving a review on your favorite podcast app that helps us know that we're bringing you golden nugget field conversations with the most inspirational business owners reach out at podcast at enterprisenow.net with any feedback or questions for me or any of my guests thanks again folks and we'll talk with you guys next time